This is a LifeGate Church podcast. Tune in to hear from our team as we encourage you to discover the freedom and purpose that Jesus offers. If you want to find out more about who we are, visit lifegate.org.au. G'day, welcome to LifeGate Church. My name is Andrew and I'm one of the pastors here. And today I want to share with you a message around Moses. Because over the last few weeks, we've been looking at what it means to live all in for God. And we've looked at Abraham, we've looked at Noah, and today I want to look at Moses and what he can teach us about living all in. And so my message title today is this, Get Out of Your Own Way. And I want to start by sharing a story of when I was 19. And um what happened was I felt God inviting me to go on an adventure to Europe. And one thing you should know about me, I'm a classic organized planner overthinker, right? So in any given situation, I overthink all of the things that could go wrong in that possible situation. Now, there's a strength in that because it means that I don't think about uh, things that other people think about. Uh, But the downside is that it's very easy for me to come up with excuses to not do something. And so God told me, I want you to buy a one-way ticket to London. I'm not going to tell you how long you're going for or what you're going to do or what you need. We're going to take it step by step, and I'm going to tell you what you need to do. And so I came up with three excuses to God of why I couldn't do that. The first was this, I don't have what it takes. I was worried like I'd never been on a trip like that before. I'd never done anything like that before. I'd never traveled on my own before. And so I was worried I'm going to be sleeping on a park bench. I'm going to be like, you know, almost homeless, like traveling the streets of Europe. I'm not going to have enough food. I'm going to be starving. And this overall feeling of I don't have what it takes to see this adventure through. The next excuse was this, I don't have enough money because for me, money provided a security or a backup plan of if anything goes wrong, it's my parachute, right? My backup plan. The third excuse was this, that it's out of my comfort zone because as I said, I like to plan and be organized and that gives me a sense of control in a situation and I definitely don't like it when I'm out of control. And so this was an adventure, a trip where I had no control. I didn't know what I was doing, where I was going, how long it was going to be, anything. I had none of the parameters of organization in that trip. And so I'm going to come back to that story and how God responded and what that resulted in. But I want us to get the idea of this, that we all make excuses for things. Maybe we make excuses for why we've done something or why we haven't done something. Maybe we made a mistake. Maybe our kids are acting crazy in the supermarket and we're excusing their behavior. Whatever it is, we all make excuses for things. And I wonder how those excuses can stop us from living all in with God. And so I want us to look at an encounter that Moses has with God. Now, Moses was a great leader. He was a great man of God. 
And to me, Moses is like the Brad Pitt of the Bible. He's one of those big action stars. But his life was a long, long, long journey that began even before his leadership began. To set a bit of context of his life, Moses was born in Egypt during the period in which Pharaoh had ordered all newborn Hebrew male children to be cast into the Nile River. His mother put him in a basket to protect him, and Moses was rescued by the daughter of Pharaoh and raised in the grandeur and the splendor of the Egyptian court as her adopted son. When he grew up as a man, he was aware of his Hebrew roots and with deep compassion for the Hebrew slaves that were being mistreated, at the age of 40, he killed an Egyptian out of anger and he fled into the wilderness. He became a shepherd for a man named Jethro and he married his daughter Zipporah. And he stayed a shepherd for 40 years. Now, 40 years is a long time for anyone to do any job. And imagine he stayed a shepherd for 40 years until the age of 80 when he met God in the form of a burning bush. Now, when Moses met God for the first time, God invited him to be all in. And Moses had five excuses that he said to God, and I want us to explore those five excuses today from Exodus chapter 3 and 4 and look at how they relate to us and our lives and the excuses that we can make that prevent us being all in for God. The five excuses are this. I'm not good enough. Makes sense. We all feel that way sometimes. The second one is this. I don't have all the answers. How often can not having the answers or knowing what to do stop us from doing something? The third is this, people won't believe me. You know, what are people going to think of me? That kind of thing. The next one is this, I'm a terrible public speaker. And the fifth, I'm not qualified. And so I want us to look at the first excuse that Moses makes, which is this, I'm not good enough. And in Exodus... Chapter 3, verse 11, this is what Moses says. Who am I that I should go to the Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? You see, Moses was content with his life being a shepherd. He probably had made some kind of peace about the mistake that drove him into the wilderness. And when God called him to go back to Egypt, how could he forget the mistake that he made? And I imagine that in that encounter at the burning bush, everything he'd done wrong felt fresh as it was running through his mind. And the same is true for us, friends. When we feel God inviting us to do something, we can very easily get overwhelmed with the feeling that we're not good enough because of the mistakes that we've made in the past. The good news is that God often uses the most unlikely people to do his work. He sees past the people standing in front of him and sees eternity. He sees our potential for good and how even us broken, imperfect people can fulfill his ultimate purpose for our lives and the lives of others. And so here's what God's response is. He says this, I will be with you 
And this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you'll worship God on this mountain. And that's from Exodus 3 verse 12. You see, God didn't accept Moses' first excuse because it's the same excuse any of us could use. And God's response here is, hey, it's not about you. It's about me and what I am wanting to do. The second excuse is this. I don't have all the answers. And in Exodus 3.13, here's what Moses says. Indeed, when I have come to the children of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, what is his name? What shall I say to him? You see, as a young boy, Moses was raised in the Pharaoh's household. He had every advantage to learn and grow in his intelligence. And we can assume that he must have been a very well-educated man. And yet even he questioned his abilities to be used by God. And despite all of our experiences, all of our growth, all of our education and skills, we still doubt our abilities to be used by God. But just like Moses, we're missing the point. For Moses, the call wasn't about him, it was about God. And so here's God's response in Exodus 3, verse 14. I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. You see, God was asking Moses to be his representative, to be his voice to save the Israelites from the tyranny of Egyptian leadership, to fulfill his promise to his people. And as we can see, this excuse didn't fly either. Moses didn't need to know it all because it was never about him in the first place. And God says to him, I have sent you. The third excuse that Moses uses is this. People won't believe me. And in Exodus 4 verse 1, this is what Moses says. Then Moses answered and said, but suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say the Lord has not appeared to you. Now, this excuse, I think, is a natural human instinct. Being vulnerable is scary, especially to a potentially hostile group of people. We are all afraid of how people will will respond to us. Will they believe us? Will they follow us? Will they welcome us? And here's the response that God gives to Moses. He says this in Exodus 4, 3 to 9, God gives Moses a staff and a leprous hand as signs. You see, God didn't let Moses hide behind his natural human fear. He gave him two miraculous tools to give him the confidence he needed. A rod that could turn into a serpent and the ability to turn his hand leprous and then make it whole again by placing it in his cloak. Now, God did not dismiss this excuse. He equipped Moses to overcome it. And friends, if God is calling you to do something, he will equip you with whatever you need to overcome it. And just like Moses, 
God says, I will equip you. The fourth excuse is this. I'm a terrible public speaker. And Moses says this, Then Moses said to the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. And that's what he says in Exodus 4, verse 10. Now, I'm going to call Moses bluff on this one because there's plenty of evidence that says he was a great communicator. And so perhaps Moses was merely being humble or perhaps God truly used an imperfect person to do what he wanted to do. And so this is God's response. He says this, Now go, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. That's in Exodus 4 verse 12. We see here that God doesn't call the flawless to follow him and be all in. He takes the humble and works his flawless plan through imperfect people. He will teach us what to say. He will show us what to do and he will help us do what we need to do. And so God here says to Moses and says to each of us, I will teach you. So if you don't feel perfect to be used by God, guess what? That is the sales pitch for being used by God. When you don't feel perfect, guess what? God's looking for you. The fifth excuse is this, friends. I'm not qualified. And Moses at this point in Exodus 4, Verse 13, he says this, Pardon your servant, Lord, please send someone else. Now, at this point, Moses is just straight up desperate. He's going, please, please, God, please, for the love of God, send anyone else. I have a list of 10 people that I can give you. Send one of them, anyone else but me. And here's the response that Moses gets from God. In Exodus 4, Verse 14 to 15, here's what he says. What about your brother Aaron the Levite? I know he can speak well. He is already on his way to meet you and he will be glad to see you. You shall speak to him and put words in his mouth. I will help both of you speak and will teach you what to do. You see, God responds to this excuse. And the excuses stop. God calls Aaron to serve alongside his brother Moses, a man with the abilities that Moses felt he lacked. So guess what? If you don't feel qualified for something, don't despair. Don't despair. God will send the right people at the right time to help you follow what he wants you to do. You see, God's response is, I will give you people. So let's recap Moses' excuses and how God responds to each of them. The first first is this. Moses says, I'm not good enough. And God says, it's not about you. Moses says, I don't have all the answers. And God says, I have sent you. Moses says, people won't believe me. And God says, I will equip you. 
Moses says, I'm a terrible public speaker. And God says, I will teach you. And Moses says, I'm not qualified. And God says, I will give you people. Now, after all these excuses ended, the 80-year-old shepherd shows amazing single-mindedness. Although he was slow to accept God's invitation to be all in, once Moses does, he holds strong to it faithfully until his death. And see, the Moses of Exodus 3 and 4 is the same man that shows remarkable courage, obedience, and strength of character a few chapters later. He does what God wants him to do and lives up to his potential. You see, friends, God works with each of us where we're at and takes us to where he wants us to be. We just need to be willing to leave behind the excuses. And so now I wonder for you, what are the excuses that have been holding you back from being all in? Maybe you feel like you're not good enough like Moses, like the things you've done in the past somehow disqualify you from being used by God in the future. Maybe you don't have any experience. Maybe you're scared of how people will respond. Maybe you feel unqualified or maybe you feel too old or too young. Maybe you've tried before and you're scared to give it another go. Maybe you think someone else is better. Or maybe you're too busy and you'll get to it later. Well, guess what, friends? We all have excuses that hold us back. But those excuses didn't hold Moses back from being all in and living up to his potential. And they don't need to hold you back either. God has a great plan and potential for your life. He just needs you to decide to be all in. And going back to my story that I shared at the start with some of the excuses that I came up with, right, that I didn't have what it takes, that I didn't have the finances, I didn't have that security or comfort, and that I, I wasn't in control. And so what ended up happening was God challenged each of those excuses in my life. When I said, I don't have what it takes, God's response was, you do have what it takes because I'm with you. When I said, God, I, I, I don't have the money, he said, I'm going to give you exactly what you need at the right time. And that's what happened, right? There were times where I was trying to work out, all right, how was I going to get to this place? Where was I going to stay that night? Who was I going to connect with? God provided the places for me to stay. God provided the money that I needed down to the dollar, down to the cent, exactly what I needed to do what he wanted me to do. And he provided the people that encouraged me and connected with me along the way that helped me to go through the adventure. And the last one was that I wasn't in control. God's, ex God's response to that excuse was, I'm in control. I've got a plan. I've got an itinerary. And I'll tell you each step that you need to know when you need to know it. But you can trust that I am in control. 
And so eventually, I didn't let those excuses hold me back. And I went on that adventure. And it was an incredible number of months traveling around Europe, meeting incredible people, hearing amazing stories of who God is and what he's doing for them. And I got to see incredible places. And God equipped me and gave me everything I needed when I needed it and more. And because of that, that has defined and shaped not only the way that I live my faith, but my life ever since. It has influenced the person that I am today, and it has helped me to live up to the potential that God has for my life. And so we're going to come back to this question in a moment, but I want to put this up here now for you to think about it. The question is this, what's your excuse and what is God answering? What's God's answer? Now, we've gone through a number of excuses and we've gone through a number of answers that God can give us. And so I want you in a moment to take some time to think about what's your excuse and what's God's answer. And I want you to imagine how different our lives would look if we chose to not let excuses hold us back and decided like Moses to be all in for the rest of our lives. And so the first step in choosing to be all in is choosing to follow Jesus. And so if you've never done that before, I want to give you that opportunity to choose to follow Jesus and be all in to living the life that God has for you to live. And so if that's you, I encourage you to pray this prayer with me. It's a simple prayer, and it's only the start of a journey that is going to spend the rest of your life. Here's the prayer. Father in heaven, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that he died for me and rose from the dead. God, I'm sorry for when I've chosen to live my own way. I choose to follow Jesus all the days of my life. Amen. Now, friends, if you've just prayed that for the first time, as I said, it's an encouraging lifelong journey and we want to support you in that journey. So I encourage you, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, if you're at one of our physical locations, ask the prayer team to pray for you. If you're online, click that request prayer button and we would love to pray with you and support you to be all that God has for you to be. And now coming back to this question, what's your excuse and what's God's answer? I'm going to give you 30 seconds to just reflect on that and to invite God to give you an answer to the excuses that you're using. So take 30 seconds. You might want to write them down. You might want to sit with God and come back to them later. But take some time with God right now, 30 seconds. What's your excuse? What's God's answer?
encourage you, if you feel like there's some more work that needs to be done on those excuses and God's answer, I encourage you to pray with someone. I encourage you to write it down and spend some time this week coming back to it. But I just want to spend some time praying for those that feel like they're held back by excuses. I want to pray that you would be able to leave those excuses behind and live a life that is all in for God, living up to the potential and the plan that He has for your life. And so let's pray right now. Father, we thank You that our abilities and our imperfections don't hold us back from being used by You. We pray that You would help us let go of the excuses that are holding us back so that we can live up to our potential and be used by you for ourselves and for the lives of others. Well, thank you so much for joining us for LifeGate Church Online. I encourage you to get some prayer if you'd like it. I encourage you to spend some time praying and spending time with God around those excuses. And otherwise, we want you to have a great week Be blessed, be encouraged, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for checking out this message. My name is Andrew, and I'm the online campus pastor at LifeGate, and I would like to invite you to join our online community. Here are three ways that you can take that step. First, if you're a new Christian, we have a bunch of resources to help you get started. Second, why don't you make the most of our online campus by joining our online group, that meets on Zoom every Wednesday night at 8.15. Third, join our Facebook community to connect with others within our community and be more engaged in the day-to-day. To take any of those next steps, head to lifegate.org.au slash online. See you soon. Thanks for joining us on the LifeGate Church Podcast. Our church is a place to discover the freedom and purpose that Jesus offers. 